Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, Kai Havertz in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode, new season, new manager, new intro, let's go. Welcome back everyone to another episode of At The Bridge Pod and I'm joined in a virtual room filled with with lions. I've got Ollie, I've got Chris and can I just say, welcome to the 2023-24 season, everyone. We're now in the pre-season, and a new season means a new intro. All thanks to suge- the all thanks when I get my words ready to the suggestion of Greg Cahill. Let us know what you think about it. And now, hopefully, I'll get my words back now. Uh, I'd like to know though what you two, what your highlights were from the weekend that was. Uh, my highlight of the weekend was getting sick at a wedding. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> that was a very nice time, and it was good. Is, there was a lot of dancing. We, and, and is that officially time. a? Uh, my knee. Is that an injury? <laughs> I think that counts as a my knee. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what about you're not, you? You're not meant to bring stuff back from weddings. You're meant to give <laughs> gifts, Ollie. Not bring stuff back, mate. <laughs> I'm just a selfish person. That's yeah. what you, re- that's you really what are, and that's and that's what you get. <laughs> uh uh, what did I do the weekend? I, I had quite a family orientated weekend, which was which was quite nice. Before the my uh, football season starts again soon, so weekends are very much taken up by sport. So it's quite sport. nice actually during the summer Woo. to have some family time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, hey, for me, I left everyone on Friday with the news of Indiana Jones and an air fryer, and uh, since then we only rate things as the best ever or worst ever here. Uh, this movie falls into the the best ever category. I enjoyed it. Didn't hate it. It was fine. We're all good. And the air fryer is, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you all know this, you <laughs> two. I know you do, but uh, it's quicker than me at quitting time on a Friday. It's my new best friend. I love oh, the yes. damn thing. I love it. It's so good. You get, you're, going through your, you're going through your honeymoon phase. <laughs> and you're learning about all the million <laughs> things you can cook in it. It's, it's I, fabulous. I don't want to get divorced from it. It's so nice. It's so good. Right. With that, we're going to hit some news from the weekend. Uh, for two days, we we had a lot of Chelsea content drops. So first up, a true legend of the Premier League, a player who will we will be doing a full segment on this Friday. Cesc Fabregas has retired from football after 20 years at the top and 17 trophies. He won it all. I mean, I'll, I'll forever remember that pass in the opener to Schurler, but quick fire thoughts on uh, on Mr. Fabregas hanging up his boots. Oh, a legend of the game, for sure. You know, what, one of the greatest passes of the ball maybe ever. Uh, and th- th- there's no much. There's nothing we can say that you won't learn more from from going to actually go online and watch what he was like as a player. Absolutely yeah. sensational. I mean, Chris Brunt definitely knows that he's a great passer of the ball. And I've remembered <laughs> that Fabregas did not win a Champions League because Arsenal didn't win it, did they? They were runners-up that year. And Barcelona, it was that period where they didn't win it. So he didn't win everything. But he got, was he that- got World Cup and two Euros. That's enough. There was that other pass, wasn't there? The, the other one. Was it against Watford? Um, or, like, or was it Ooh, West Ham yeah. 
from far away to Costa, like bends yeah, it between two Watford. players on a run. Watford. Late on in the game as well, that was to late winner. Um, he was unbelievable. Like, I think he's actually, even though everyone knows how great he was, I still think he's slightly underrated. I, mm. I think he's, I honestly think when you consider what he did at Arsenal, what he did at Chelsea, what he did at Barcelona, he he should be talked about, I think, with Kroos, Modric, Xavi, Iniesta. Mm. I think he was that good. And in multiple leagues at multiple clubs, I thought he was unbelievable. And I think he's one of them players where I don't think you can really appreciate how good he was unless you watched him for the whole game. Like highlights, he'll look great, obviously, because who doesn't look great on highlights? You could take a Sunday league player and make him look like Rooney <laughs> on highlights. But he used to he used to run football matches. He used to could if you wanted to play quick, he could do it. If you wanted to slow the game down, he could do it. Unbelievable eye for a pass. He was one of them players. He saw a pass that no one else in the ground saw. He was mm. unreal. Mm. And he, he, I know. describe him as like a. Uh, the word I would use is transformative. Like, the, yeah. you know, like completely from start to finish can change a game. Yeah, it's honestly, I mean, I cannot wait to discuss his career on Friday's podcast. In a, in a segment we're going to call Legendary Lions. Uh, hopefully we have a special guest. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, next, our 23-24 away kit was leaked. If you haven't seen it yet, listeners, just imagine looking at an Inter Milan jersey through a kaleidoscope. So, team, <laughs> it's true. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it. Yep. I just thought, yep, kaleidoscope really into Milan. Thank you. Really I appreciate. I appreciate when my humour is is is, uh, <laughs> is you know the connection. Um, yeah, we we so let's have let's do it this way. As we seem to be, I'm trying to continue this. Best kiss ever or worst kiss ever? Best kiss ever. I like it. Yeah, yeah, Chris. I don't know. I've been looking at it for two days and I still can't make my mind up. I think it's <laughs> I think it's because visually it's quite hard to look at, but then mm. I kind of like it because I like the colour scheme as well. I uh, I would Ooh. I'm going to put I'll put it in best ever. Oh, Why that's not? fine. I mean, I, I, I felt I'm glad I'm not in the minority on this, but best kit ever for me. I mean, it's not a horrible kit, and the one thing though, I am a bit fed up that our badge is in our actual colour scheme but the design it's pretty nice you know mm. one thing as well we've got Chris Hughes if you don't know who he is uh, he's been reappointed as the first team doctor he worked under Pochettino at Spurs and also Chelsea uh, he seems someone at Cobham was listening to our The Biggest Mistakes episode by sorting out that medical department aren't they that's good uh, any any thoughts on that before we got other news but hey we'll, we'll talk it um, yeah, just a step in the right direction, really, isn't it? You know, like making sure that we've we've got, you know, a, a decent Premier League ready medical team. You know, we, you know, and we know Hughes can do that because he's done it before. Mm. Hopefully, it's a it's a step on the right direction to getting us back to being like a, a normal functioning club again yeah. uh, in terms of injuries, fixing mistakes that we made. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's. Uh... Because he's worked under Poch before, so he knows what he'll demand of players and would have mm. seen the sort of injuries that his players are likely to get. I'm hoping it prevents more injuries as well, because once they know, once medical departments know what sort of injuries players could get, more likely to get dependent on the style of play, then 
they should in theory be able to prevent them better mm. so i'm hoping that happens rather than rather than treating injuries i i i'd like to prevent them more mm. i mean we had the most injuries last season I'm i think we had the most injuries ever uh, ever, yeah. ever. I, no one it, has ever been more injured it does feel that way doesn't it and and realistically no no football club at the top level should have the the injuries that we had last season you know it it is symptomatic of something fundamentally wrong yeah. i mean uh, can you, know, you imagine course. imagine the uh, my my, the my knee button if we'd have had to have pressed it last season it would it'd be like those <laughs> keyboards when you've uh, used it enough and the e and the a have gone to fade yeah. it would be like that uh, i just want one healthy season with Reese james and ben chilwell playing 30 games that's all i ask for please come on we can do it I think that's uh, too much to ask. It probably be is. 30 between <laughs> them. Between them. Yes. Um, yeah. Right. Chelsea received an offer from Leon for Pulisic. 25 million plus meaningful sell-on still being negotiated, which, okay. Apparently, we've got good relations with Textor and Leon, Leon because of Malo Gusto. And apparently, tonight, Ryan Shirky, we're interested in him. So that's interesting. A sensible transfer as well from Friday when it was sent in by Enzo SZN. Quick fire thoughts on uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably right. <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? You're like, will it happen? Will it happen? Will Take it happen? The money could, and run. I'd I'd missed that Pulisic news to be honest. So did you? Um, oh, I did. Did you um, run out of uh, what? What was it? Mount, mount oh, of yeah. tweets a day. How, how many things I can read? That's it. That's, yeah. Oh, oh, I, hit, I hit my six hundred. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's another player who it's time to to move on from. I, I mean, I said when we was doing the keep sell loan that I would, I'd be tempted to keep him around, but it's another one where if he goes, he goes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. Um, the uh, I, I, the the turkey one though, I, I think uh, again, is it just us getting caught up in a flavor of the month type player? You, because I'll be honest with you, until like a week ago, I'd never heard of him, and now what? he's everywhere. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, do do this though. They sort of like they wow, hit kind of like okay. a point at social media, and they just blow yeah, up. they do, don't they? Like I, you I, never hear him linked wow. to anyone, and then all of a sudden he's linked with everyone. Enzo Lafay is exactly the same. I'm going to jump in here. I remember him being touted when he was 16 at Lyon, that he was this next generation. I genuinely remember. That was like roughly three, four years ago because he turns 20 next month. And yeah, I certainly kept... I mean, it was other podcasts that brought him up. I think it was like, at the time, it was the BR Football podcast. Uh, that's Bleacher Report, isn't it? So yeah, and I was like, oh, let's keep an interest in there. And yeah, I'm, I'm quite intrigued. I mean... It'd be not, and you did like players from the French division, Chris. You did say I did, I did, so, but not if we're going to pay eighty million for him or. Well, we'd probably just go. There's a Pulisic, and <laughs> we'll point. have a Shirky. You know, yeah, I'll have it. I think we're, with Pulisic, it's it's take the money and run. Surely, isn't it? Run. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see your point. Uh, right. Yesterday, two more bits of the news before we get to the topic. Uh, we had the Euro under twenty one quarterfinals. Both England and Ukraine are through to the semis. Uh, could both meet in the final. We've got, obviously, representatives from the Chelsea camp. You've got Colwell and Madueke, both reasonable games for England. But I'm going to Mudrick because he came up clutch against France. I mean, oh, my word. Has anyone seen his assist to set up Georgie Sudikov? They oh, have. They have, because I sent it to the group chat to make sure. Uh, it, yeah, <laughs> it's got it's the vision of Sesk in his prime. 
Oh, I mean, it is. Come on. It's pretty. I, it's, I think it is a good pass, but I if think that was messy. People, if that people was messy. Are a lot of it, I think, because <laughs> if... because let's be honest. I I think one of the French defenders really easily loses his man. If and, that was messy, and he's and the the strikers <laughs> running into acres of space, but it is a good pass to see the ball. Yeah, because if that was messy, that would be on highlight reels for decades, decades. It it is an unbelievable pass, like. The weight of pass, the the vision to see it from oh, where he yes. is, it, it, it is a really good pass. It does concern me a little bit that until that pass, I didn't realise he was playing at that tournament. Uh, oh, because no one had really. I, I I hadn't. I haven't overly followed the tournament. I'll be honest, but I hadn't really seen anything else from him. He was injured good, for most of stuff. Like, he's he wasn't fit, I believe, for like the. Of course, um, of course, he was. He's a Chelsea player. Yeah, so he wasn't fit to start in the um in the group stages, and I think so. He's only started uh, playing okay. the last couple of games. Oh, uh, but, but hey, I, yeah. Just on that, real quick, on the on the under twenty one stuff, specifically with Madueke and and Mudrik, it's great to see him do well. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh yeah, I but mean, at the same time, yeah. like these guys have been playing Premier League football for six months. We should be seeing them tear this up because this mm, isn't their yeah. level anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, Inkunku, Madueke, and Mudrik all under Pochettino. Someone, someone, pass me my wallet because I'm buying a ticket for this hype train. I am. <laughs> oh yes, I- I'm on board. I'm on board. I really can't wait. Talking of Pochettino, he's warned. This was his first day today. Uh, he's warned his Chelsea squad to be leaders not followers after setting out expectations, which uh, he went on to say that um, it's so important and that is our philosophy we want to share here at Chelsea. I need to feel that you are all on my staff, my people, and you need to feel I'm your colleague. We need to work together and all need to feel important. Football's changed in the last few years. It's important in every single area to have people with quality and the capacity to push us and myself to be better. We need leaders not followers in every single area. And we will push every person to bring their best and give their best for the club. Oh, it's about time we heard that because we didn't hear that from Lampard. We didn't hear that from Potter. So I don't know what you think guys, but I think he's with the, I think a lot of people are getting really, really uh, too excited um, around this Pochettino interview because he's on the train. (laughs) I know he's saying all the, he's saying all the things that he's supposed to say. Uh, you know, and he's and like yeah, you say, Mikey, you see better see than better. You. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, it's all well and good saying the right things. We also heard Potter saying he was going to win the fucking Champions League. You know, is uh, so, we didn't do that exactly. So mm. I, I I believe it when I see it, but at least he's saying the right things. You know that and that, that is, is true. important to at least to you know as to set an example for the rest of the club to follow. Mm. Chris, final thought before we move. Okay, I'm really glad Ollie said that because. <laughs> For a minute, I thought I was going to be like the real negative one again, but I'm completely with Ollie because do you remember when Lampard first took over and I was not happy about it? And then he did that first press conference and I said on the pod that day that he'd sort of won me over a little bit with the way he spoke. Mm. I'm not being I'm not being fooled again. So no. <laughs> I I will believe everything they say when I see it on the pitch. And yeah. I think that's what everyone should do because it's easy to talk while in press conferences. Talk then, is cheap, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, some managers are great talkers and then you never see it. And that's that we need to see it. I think that's the only thing that's going to satisfy the fans this year. We have to see it. Yeah, Chris has, has learned that a mistake repeated more than once is a decision. So he's not getting hyped. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's sat on the platform just waiting and I can't blame him. Uh, but hey, welcome 
to July, everyone. In just over two weeks' time, Chelsea will be kicking off their pre-season run of fixtures. First up, you've got Deadpool's Wrexham. So that does mean football. It's very close to return, very close. But today, we're going to talk about something that we all love, and that's that's something that costs us nothing, completely free. All you have to do is, obviously, you pay a huge signing-on fee and probably buy the agent a small property on the coast of Spain. But other than that, it's completely free, always is. So, Saturday... Just gone. Mark the beginning of the uh, the scramble that I like to call as to sign the uh, the best free agents available. And yeah, it is because you've got a welcome to the the free agency frenzy, and it, it doesn't seem that excitable this year. <laughs> I mean, we've all got a list of players that we would love Chelsea to sign for whatever wild reasons we've chosen. So we're going to get into it. Um, I, I thought Zaha would have a club by now. He's no one is excited apart from me. So. But go on. I will go to Chris. What? Who's someone that you've you, you want us to to bring in for fun, or you know, just because they're going to improve the team? Okay, so I I did say in the group chat the other day that I had no one. So I looked into <laughs> there's it a no one. More. Yeah, I looked into it with a little bit more depth, and I've got one. And Ooh. people are going to have to bear with me on this. All right, let's do it. Oh, that's, that's because right. it is tinged in sentiment. Oh no! But also, does have a reason behind it as well. It's not, is it? I can't see him saying ha- it. Hazard. No, oh, I thought dear. I thought it would be someone else. And yeah, well, he, he wants Pato back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Falcao. Oh. <laughs> um, um. No. I thought when Hazard left Madrid that he would either go to America or. There was rumours about retiring, weren't there? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it seemed like his two years in Madrid, he'd sort of got fed up of football and didn't really want to do it anymore. A bit like Gareth Bale. Um, weird, actually. I think that can have that effect on footballers. Um, but then he did that interview um, where he was talking about his next club and he said that he still knows he can be a footballer and he's... He, he knows his body can still do it and he still wants to do it and he still wants to play at the top level. Mm. And I think there is a there is a case for to, to be made for you could be getting, and I, I stress could because it's a risk, but you could be getting a very hungry Eden Hazard who wants that big send-off, like the last couple of years of his career to be to go out as a success and not sort of you know die in a whimper like he did at Madrid, and I think that sort of Hazard could well would be excellent. Um, mm. Whether he could still do it, I don't know. But on a free, and I don't think he'd demand massive wages because he's not in an overly powerful position to negotiate. Mm. I don't think it'd be the worst move we could make. I mean, I, I look, I always play my hand, so I have got three names on my list. I want. I, Look, I want them all, and I do. I do believe you'll find one of them sentimental. Which it, Chris has started this, hasn't he? But one of them is a definitely maybe, and the final one is just someone I want as a gym buddy. So you know, working harder than last time. So first, at first, I did want to say William because I just Chris, I want to make you happy. You know, no. But <laughs> genuinely though, <laughs> genuinely though, he was actually solid at Fulham last season, and I went through his games just for this to see how he fared. Right. Also. Also, sorry, sorry, Mike. I hate to interrupt you, but also he is a good example of when he went to Fulham, no one would have touched him. 
Mm. If you look at how he was for like two years before that, he was yeah. awful. He yeah. was terrible at Arsenal. And then he yeah. went back to, he was Brazil, he went back to, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't pull up any trees there. So then when Fulham signed him, it was a bit like, oh God, I don't mm. know what they're going to get there. And then he really turned it round, which like I'm saying, you can do it mm. if you're motivated to. Yeah, I went through his games and I counted at least six games out of 38 where he put in an eight out of 10. And then a further eight games where he easily had a seven out of 10. That's 15 games. 15 and then games, the people. 15 games on top of that where he hit the first man at a corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he only ever had two eight out of 10 games for Chelsea per season, followed by 36 five to 10. So, look, yeah, I didn't, I didn't choose him. I didn't choose him. I'll play the sentimental card. Yes, bring him back. Let's run it back one more time. Eden Hazard, my man. You know, you know, you really would love triple training sessions under Pochettino. Look, I like Chris, he said about reasons. Now, I need genuine reasons. And I'd say he would likely make a decent impact sub each game. You know, he's played he's played just 3,736 minutes over the past four years for Real Madrid. And that's that's kind of like the same amount of minutes that Aspilicueta probably plays per week, uh, probably. But it, look, you cannot expect Hazard to play full 90 minutes. I mean, you just won't. Uh, but he still, he still has talent there. And to me, I sort of see him as a player that could change a game if coming on for like the final 20. And can, can you just imagine as well the vibe boost around the club and the fan base if an icon like Eden just returned? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think, Ollie. A, a bit like when Mourinho brought Drogba back. Exactly. 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 I, I do. I, I see. I see the arguments for it. I also see we're building a team that that is based on things like fitness and running and defensive actions. And all things he's the, good at. Yeah, all <laughs> things that Eden Hazard had has in mm-hmm. his locker, but chooses mm-hmm. not to get out of his locker. Yeah. Um. So it for me. I, there is a sentiment to it. And if he did come back, I would be absolutely over the moon. I'm not convinced it's the, actually the best decision, though. It's a bit similar to me to when Lampard came back as manager. It's like, yes, I actually, you know, I'm happy the sentiment's there, but the, mm. it could be a disaster. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, right. Chris seems to have played his hand quite early. But Oli, how many have you got? How many have you got? I, I've got three, but um, Ooh, my... Nice. Uh, my my first one is a is a winger. Um, it's actually Marco Asensio. Oh, I forgot about him. Um, it seems a good shout. Uh, I think he is out of contract now. Um, he's got good experience, proven winner at Real Madrid. He plays anywhere, sort of left wing, right wing, attacking mid, sort of cam. So he'd be able to fill in across the front line, and he, you know, he has a, a valuable piece of winning experience to a team and, and you know and proven quality can help push Nonny on the right as well so mm. I don't know for, for me it seemed like a, a decent idea but it's fair to say that actually the uh, the free agent market is dire you know oh, maybe yeah. it's because most of them are, get, uh, are getting you know snapped up by by the Saudi league but you know it there really aren't many going around no no that's that's quite actually a good take I I remember Asensio ripping his cruciate ligament, but that was, that was I think that was before the pandemic. I think isn't he going to P, isn't he going to PSG? I thought that, but you'd have expected it by now. Nothing. Yeah, I think as of right now, I don't think he's got a club. I think I think I think what it is because I only I only noticed this the other day that the oh. financial year didn't end until June thirtieth, and I don't mm. think clubs yeah. are putting through official okay. signings until now. I just clicked it in. Marco Asensio has decided to join PSG when his contract with Ramjid expires this summer. And that's from David Ornstein. That's pretty much confirmed. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> you, you know, it would have been a great show. Darn it. I, it, it, I would have been a good, it would have been a good move, though. Yeah. I agree. Right. Okay. My definite maybe. Oh, I can't wait for this. Oh, I can't wait. Right. It's David De Gea. And I do not care. We do Are not you care. out of I, your I, mind? We do not care. If Man United fans will cheer when he leaves, I am stating that he'll they'll regret his departure. Look, I'll even put a biscuit bet on it that the next goalkeeper they sign, if they replace De Gea, has under 10 and a half clean sheets next season. And if they do go that direction and let him leave, he does have, look, look, he does have errors in his game and he may not like the ball at his feet. But his reflexes are top tier. You know, he's a dog between the sticks. Uh, there is a reason he won the Golden Glove with 17 clean sheets last season because that dude had Maguire in front of him. And I just do not rate United's defence, not one bit. And if you take De Gea at that side, they'll concede as many goals as we did last season. And I feel the vein uh, on my forehead <laughs> popping right now. Look, I've got to pick someone, haven't I? And a goalkeeper for free. For me, just make him compete alongside Kepa for a respectable salary, which I'm not going to state because I haven't got a bloody clue what that would be, to be right. So, you know, it's I've got to pick a controversial one because if I don't, it's boring. Yeah, nobody would talk about it in the Discord. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mikey, this is why... Uh, I love you, and I love your choice, but this is why you're incorrect. Yeah. Um, Kepa is... The, uh, Kepa, sorry. Um, De Gea is the only keeper in the Premier League with a worse reputation than Kepa, who is on the higher wages than Kepa, and who Kepa actually kicked out of the <laughs> Spanish national Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So on all accounts, it looks like Kepa is actually the only keeper who is, you know, actually... Sorry, uh, De Gea is the only keeper who is inferior to Kepa that we could get right uh, now in terms uh, of the situation for it. You know, for me, De Gea is always just... He's always been one thing, which is a decent shot stopper with his feet. And ultimately, I think you need a bit more than that now, uh, you know, to be a good keeper. And really... I think he's kind of lost his shot stopping as well because, you know, you mm. you kick the ball hard enough at him and it tends to go in. Uh, you know, that's what I've kind of noticed uh, over time. And it seems that, you know, he's another kind of Spanish keeper with a, a clear critical flaw in that way. Um, but, from, yeah, and not to mention he did let in seven goals in a game last season. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, the other goalkeeper that's available on the three that's a big name was Samir Handanovic. And... How old do you think he is? Like, just from not, it's not a trick question. How old did you go, Samir Andanovic is? 39. Okay, we're moving on because it's 38, and I thought you were going to go much younger because in my head, I'm like, he's not that old. Oh, he's, he's slightly old. I only know that because, um, he, he's always a free agent on FIFA <laughs> because he's so old. I just don't renew his contract. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, the other player you could have, Begovic, bring him back. And there's a goalkeeper. There's a goalkeeper that's got dual nationality, American and German, called Beckham Sunderland. So yeah, no, that, that would do some. <laughs> what, well. what a natural Venn diagram that is, Beckham <laughs> Sunderland. Sunderland. Oh, okay, uh, Ollie, who's your who's your next man up? Uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Just going back to to the keeper, just for a sec. I think it's just like it's the kind of the one position you can't skimp on. Mm. I think, which is why why there's why when they go for free, they don't tend to to get picked up very much. Um, my next one is a um, uh, sort of an under-the-radar signing. Um, is a Japanese attacking mid from the Bundesliga called Daichi Kamada. Plays for Frankfurt and scored 16 goals last season. Um, just basically, just could do a lot worse, couldn't we? On a free. Yeah, it's interesting as well. He hasn't been snapped up yet. Again, another birthday in August, which good, good for him. Um, Milan looked at him. 
Yeah, I think anything more. I think it's something like Milan are in for him and Roma or Spanish club. I think are in for him as well. It's yeah. I I mean, sure. I mean, what do you think, Chris? Maybe not our level, but Mm. do worse. Yeah, I I think on a free and I think what people have got to remember is we've let a lot of players go and we are going to need some sort of squad players to fill it out. Um, if you're if you sort of discount using too many young players, we're, we're going to need slightly more experienced players to fill the squad out. Uh, when you consider how many people have left, and they're not going to be your big money signings, you're not going to want to keep going and spending thirty million on someone to sit on the bench. So, I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad shout when you consider Havertz going, Mount going. Mm. There's a there's a hole there, and he's clearly got talent to score that many goals. I mean, I know it's the Bundesliga, so you can probably at least half that in the Premier League. But I mean, I'd still take eight goals from a midfielder. That would be more than any of our others ever get. Uh, that would be our top scorer last season. Brett wouldn't be. Yeah, it felt wow. like it. Uh, uh, right, I'll, I'll I'll go with my final one. This is my man, my gym buddy, the guy who's going to make you myself and Ethan Eden has our train harder than last time. It's a forty-four-year-old Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really <laughs> wanted to put him down, but he's not a free agent. He's still playing, so he's still is he actually. Yeah, he's at Athletic Monero, I think, at the moment still. Yeah, I think so. Wow, look at that. Uh, anyway. I've got Adama Traore, and only a few seasons back, many were quoted 70 million plus for his services, and now he's free. Wow. He's free. And anyone who can turn on the afterburners like he can, can bench press, oh, I don't know, probably 900 kilos. Uh, he would not only save Todd Bowley money by literally physically moving Stamford Bridge to an area with more space to build. You know, we would also get to see him get his arms oiled up on the sidelines. That's a win. That's a win. Can you imagine the content on social media? Oh. I feel like between him and Mudrick, we're just like, we're just buying Olympic sprinters. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Why, why not? Why yeah. not? Uh, I think, you know, if, if draws or something, if they make a dramatic change that um, draws will be, you know, uh, <laughs> decided by an 100 metre dash, I think we're sorted. We're, we're better than a penalty shootout. <laughs> Oh man! Imagine if you pulled your hamstring though. Oh, that'd be very us with five pounds. Yeah, you don't it, even get to the third taker. It, that would happen to us. Oh, It'd be well, more embarrassing though if you if you pulled your hamstring in a penalty shootout. Oh, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure someone's done that. Listeners, oh, let us know if sure. that's happened. That'd be uh, very sad, but also you know, be comical. Anyway, Ollie, Ollie, who's your final one? Controversial one, right? We're, we're we're jumping in controversial. He's 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 not old. Uh, sorry, he's not young at all. He's the complete opposite of what we're we're going for. Angel Di Maria. Uh, I thought you were going to play... say that guy who's fifty four and still plays. <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> uh, he's you know plays on the right wing. He's a born mm. winner. He's won it all. You know we know he's got we know he's got quality. He, you know he's Argentinian as well. So we'll get on with Enzo and Poch. Hates Manchester <laughs> yeah. United. Yeah, hates Man United as well. Uh, you know, like, uh, what was it? His, I think his wife hated Manchester as well. Bring her to London. Oh. She might like it, you know? Oh, we that's ticking all the boxes, that is. Exactly. Hates United. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think there's lots of people I think would say, eh, eh, you know, he's a kind of a bit over the hill and past it. Well, you know, mm. it, a lot of free agents tend to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I say to that. What do you think? Quick, quick, far thoughts on that, Chris? 
I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's the worst show. I mean, I know people will point at he failed at Man United, but I mean, loads of people. Have, ages, to be honest, though, it? exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think I can't believe that the Thiago Silva effect hasn't happened. Like people still judge players based on what their age is. Mm. Thiago Silva. When when we signed him, I bet there was people going, "Oh, he's too old." Why have we oh, signed yeah. him for? Look at his age, and you know he's been our best player since he got here. So but actually, we signed um, Thiago Silva. With, what was he? Thirty five, thirty six. That's roughly the age Di Maria is now. Exactly. And mm-hmm. to be fair, like when you watch Di Maria, he doesn't he doesn't look like an aging player whose legs have gone. He he's, he still looks looks fit to me. Yeah. Especially Thiago Silva, he, Modric ilk, isn't it? That you know, the, yeah. just sort of, you can just keep going. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think that's the, the worst shout in the world, to be fair. He's Massive very creative wages, as well. That would be the only thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. Okay, right. Time for our no-dumb questions. We've got two lined up. First is from Johnny Perrick, who has asked, when will you guys talk about your predictions for the Premier League table next season? Well, I can confirm that our prediction episode is scheduled. It's in the book for Friday, the 4th of August. So plenty of time for us to nail down who we think will randomly have an interview with Sky Italian and upset the fan base for the coming season. <laughs> Hopefully no one this year. Hopefully. Uh, second question, though, final one, of course, is from Julian, who asks, I read that Valverde's up for sale. Should we consider him versatile player as well? What do we think? Yes. Quick thoughts on this. I like him. Yeah. I, I really like all him. over that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's just, the, he's kind of the heart of any team. You know, he has a sort oh, of can't... similar... Go on. I can't believe Valerie would be willing to let him go. He played, like, almost every game last year for them. Yeah, he did. He played a I think, lot. I think, though, they're, they're, they're looking to shift one or two of their midfielders because they, they just signed Bellingham, of course. You know, mm. they've already got too many midfielders. They've got the likes of Camavinga and, yeah. uh, and Chiuameni, who are both also looking out the door, potentially, mm. who would also both be good shouts for us. But yeah. I think Valverde probably eclipses them both. I mean, he's got a similar style to like Gundogan had at City and like Zielinski at Napoli and even Barella at Inter. I mean, I pulled yeah. up his stats and looked at other midfielders who were, I mean, it's just wild. I mean, they, they do capture your attention. They inspire your imagination. Top 3% for expected assists, top 9% progressive carries, top 5% shots taken, top 6% for passes completed, attempted and completed, uh, completion, sorry, for uh, progressive. And this is my favourite stat, top 4% for players dispossessed. Now, what that means is essentially give him a ball, you can hit him with a truck, don't matter. He'll keep the ball, he'll still keep it. I mean, that's what you need. You don't want a player being dispossessed all the time. I, he's uh, he's yeah. very good at pressing as well. Very oh, good yeah. at winning the ball back. I don't. I he's don't essentially see. what Chelsea fans have thought Kovacic was for the last. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's Kovacic, but good. And he ups <laughs> and he uh, he tackled Mount, didn't he? Not Mount. Um, oh, uh, Morata. Damn right he did. Yeah, everyone remembers <laughs> that. Everyone, if Google it, just it's worth it. Watch it. Uh, yeah, I just don't see a significant weakness to his game. So, I mean, it'd be interesting. He costs a fair bit. But it's hey. got to be cost. It's got to be looking at like a hundred million for that's a hundred million easily. That's, yeah. that's so much money. We, 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 let's be sensible and buy Caicedo instead for the same fee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that though, thank you for listening to this episode. Treat yourself well. Uh, you're a legend. And with that, comes the end of another episode. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to discuss more news, of course, and also Cesc Fabregas. So till then, that will be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.